Legally Bound, a podcast hosted by a married couple, Andy and Katie Cherkasky. Lawyers, veterans, national news personalities, parents of five crazy kids, and unintentionally comedians. On tonight's episode of Legally Bound, Trump goes racist, but we answer the big question of whether AOC and the squad really are the cool kids. Katie, we're skipping the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion to talk tonight. I, I think this might be better drama, although it's it's going to be close call. I did record the Housewives, let's be serious. But nonetheless, here we are talking about the... We're skipping it like Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump is skipping it. Oh, wow. Oh, and that, and there, there you have it. Who's the bigger fan, guys? Decide for yourselves. Do you think she should have skipped the episode? Ugh, that is so... She can't skip I, a reunion. I'm not a fan of, of LVP anymore. I think she's just... Like, she's so on a high horse. It's just too much. But this is neither here nor there because we have a lot of political reality drama to talk about instead of the housewives. So let's get into it. So let's talk about the tweet that Donald Trump sent this weekend. Um, He says to AOC and the squad, I, I guess it's directed straight at them, go back to where you came from. Yes, that tweet was tweeted by the president, which is crazy. But I think we have to take one step back because that was actually step two of this, what I would call three-part process, where Trump was winning, then losing, and then inexplicably has maybe prevailed yet again. So we'll get to that. So step one was the, the Democrats, meaning the progressives and the moderates, a la Nancy Pelosi, were actually fighting amongst themselves. And that resulted in AOC et al. calling Nancy Pelosi essentially a racist. And it was pretty hilarious. The the catfighting, as they were calling it, or whatever you want to refer to it as, got pretty bad. And it's it was it's an obvious direction that the left was heading because it and used they to be to go there. Well, it used to be that if you're anyone that is left of you or I guess right of you, that doesn't agree with you is a racist. That's like the attack that the left loves to go to. But it typically was reserved for the right Republicans, but they're using it against themselves. So it was pretty brilliant. All Trump had to do was nothing. Literally shut the F up, right? That would have been the strategic maneuver, but he can't do that. He couldn't do that. So for unknown reasons, well, for Trumpian reasons, I guess you could say, he, <laughs> sua sponte, to use a legal term, tweeted at the squad while they were just fighting amongst themselves about Pelosi essentially being a racist. Oh, no, no, I'm not calling her but a racist. But before that, he had even uh, defended uh, Pelosi, Pelosi before course, that. Because she had to, someone had to rescue her because she was being thrown under the bus. And so it was brilliant. It was hilarious. And he just completely stepped in it, or so we thought, by tweeting out this completely inappropriate, xenophobic, if not racist tweet telling AOC and the squad, who, as we all know at this point, are American citizens and three of the four of them were born in the U.S. to go back to where they from where they came. That is not something you can say. We all know that that is complete. That is like 
basic, basic racism 101 sort of thing. Well, but you don't you say know, that. I was actually seeing something on the internet today kind of questioning why or whether it was racist. And really the oh, question was just, why. No. And so let me let me that's say stupid. this. This is why it's racist. It's racist because he's saying that based on looking at them, he believes that they come from somewhere else and that they should go exactly. there. No, it's like, it's totally no, 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 America is... Or xenophobic it, at the very it, least. It's at least xenophobic. I mean, but he's looking at these... At these folks, and he's saying, you don't look like you're part of this. That's what it says to Donald Trump. That's what Donald Trump thinks. <laughs> well, he stepped away from himself. So the fact that people try to say, oh, we're going to reinterpret, that's ridiculous. You can't reinterpret that. You don't say that to people regardless. We all know that is completely inappropriate. So now but he's he doubled changed and it. tripled down. Well, uh, he yes, did, he in did. a sense. He, had he a, changed he had it. The nuance now is, if you don't like it here, then you can leave. Which is the sentiment that... He's trying to perpetuate, which which would be fine in a sense, because, you know, there's if you don't like it here, you have two choices. You can. Well, three choices. One, just deal with it Two, leave or three, try to change it. Well, and to the credit of these four, I mean, I guess they're trying to change it to something. Theoretically, that's something. I mean, right. And that's the that's the the idea of being in politics, I would hope. I mean, obviously. But um, to the extent that there's there's so much bitching and moaning about how horrific of a place this is. Yet there's there's also on the other side of their um, rhetoric, no reason that any person should ever be denied entry to this horrific country. But whatever. Okay, hold so on. They, We're going to rip on them. Both. We are going to rip on no, them in a just a minute. Thing. It's but just we, a we have to. We do incongruency. Have, we got to talk about Trump because I, it just it does bother me so much that he'd say something about this. I or like this. I know it bothers you so much about it. It's just so stupid. It's like it's you, so you, stupid. You, you could just be quiet. You should have just. He can't help it. He can't help himself. So because he's there are so there. many people that give him so much positive response to that sort of thing <laughs> quietly that he's got to say it because it's it just it but strokes it, his but, ego. But but then to flip to stage three of the of the hilarious series of events or comedy of errors, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So Trump was winning because of this infighting that he wasn't even part of. Then he inserts himself illogically ill-advisedly and completely looks like a, a moron to say the least and he's losing but the democrats oh the progressives they can't see trump has an uncanny ability to pull everyone else around him to a trumpian level so they fall for it yet again and they hold a press conference today and fall even lower than trump and so now trump again is on top because as much as people don't like donald trump a lot more people don't like the squad, according to polling. So he's not, he might not be wrong. I mean, he's a complete inappropriate mess. Don't get me wrong. But as far as the polling is concerned and the politics, there's a lot to be said about how it's working out for him. So these people all on every side just cannot keep their mouths shut. It would have been so easy to do that, but they just can't help it. And they just keep going and digging. And Trump has pulled them down yet again. To another level. Well, this is and like, these are people who are like open anti-Semites and like ridiculous. Oh I mean, I, I am so, so excited to rip on them in just a minute here. But you, you were saying to me today, you know, why do I hate politics so much, but I'm still interested in it? Well, I'm interested in the political science perspective of politics. Mm -hmm. This side of politics is 
just absolutely it's, disgusting. It's to like me. reality TV. It's, it is reality TV. It, it's it like is. marketing. It's all of that. I mean, we've got Trump who says things just to say things to rile up a few people who support him. We've got the squad and their idiot leader, AOC, saying stupid things just to get something going on Twitter because for a couple of weeks they weren't particularly relevant. And more importantly, what you had started with, Nancy Pelosi was trying to get them in line because the problem is that you give the progressives on the left some degree of room to get the base going to make sure they're voting in primaries to make sure that that they're voting at you know when it's the actual election time to get out the vote that's an important thing for both parties and the right does it too they they go to their base or way further right than their base to make sure that they're getting people energized to make sure that the money's coming in and to make sure that that votes are coming in especially in in the main elections so you've got to give some tolerance to your extreme sides but at the end of the day, you got to get them in line because yes. you, you can't have the party going in a direction that's going to isolate uh, a, a majority of people who traditionally vote Democrat or to the to the middle. I mean, because the middle is where elections are won and lost. You could argue that the get out the vote on the extremes are where the the votes are or where the elections are won or lost. But that I, I don't find that to be particularly compelling. Elections are won in the middle. That's that's political science, according to Andy Tchaikovsky. So Nancy Pelosi, as we're getting closer to the uh, primary season of the presidential election, can see that a moderate needs to be or at least somebody with some degree of moderation needs to be the candidate against Trump. And we can talk for days about whether that's true. But I think that's what's going on here. She's also trying to make sure she doesn't lose control. And so she's trying to get her people in place. AOC and the squad say F you. And they go down their path because they're getting all sorts of positive feedback from all sorts of progressives all over the country. And you know what? There's factions all over. That's fine, but they're they're reveling in it so much they think that they have some sort of political capital to say f you to the to the rest of the party to the moderates. I mean, it, it's just it's completely inappropriate, and so that's why Trump would have been in a good position if he had just left it alone. Yeah, you're because big, you really like was, the idea that the Democrats fight, and you don't think that that helps the left, and you think it only helps Trump. Yeah, well, it definitely would because that's what he wants. He wants this to be come down to him versus like the progressives, essentially, because that's going to get him in a good position for the election, I think, by most accounts. But he he doesn't operate that way. Yeah, here's so, the brilliance is what it does to people like Bernie Sanders, what it does to. Yeah, but uh, Bernie's out now. You heard that, right? He's out. Totally. He's like polling behind like Buddha judge. He's polling behind everybody. He's out. He's done. Well, he's but, he's an old man. Um, aren't but it, they I all, mean, man? Even even Elizabeth Warren. Right. I mean, you you have these people on the far left who are taking on these progressive positions, and some of them, I understand. But to go, I mean, these folks are going left, and they're going way left on everything, and now they're put in this position of. Who do they support? Because these are people who are taking, who are enjoying, who are getting off on the AOC squad type folks. And and they want to kind of be associated with them. You know, Bernie Sanders, um, Elizabeth Warren, both of them go heavy into the Green New Deal. That's AOC's baby. What do you do? Do you do you you step away from her? I mean, the 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 more that 
Pelosi and the rest of the party say that they're on the extreme, where do the presidential candidates fall? I don't think that I know enough about the specific polling at this point to even say, because I Who cares think, about polling? Well, I mean, I'm I'm Trumpian in that regard. I don't care what the polls say. I care yeah. what my feeling uh, is of the pulse of of the nation. And right. maybe that comes from media, but it also just comes to it's me just, like just in a common kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's my ability to read a jury, you know? Yeah, I get that. I think that's the same thing that that ran people into problems last time in 2016 is that they were relying so heavily on polling and then they were somewhat shocked when Trump pulled off a victory. But really, really, it's not that surprising. Now, this time around, I mean, honestly, I don't know who the candidate's going to be. Some people are I mean, some people still think Biden, but like we're talking about, the progressive portion of the Democratic Party is really at odds with the moderates. Well, let's talk about some of these policies and let's talk about how far outside the realm of normal it is. And does it even fall within our notions of what our country looks like? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have, so the, the far left progressives led by the AOC type stuff, we've got the Green New Deal. Is it an important thing to protect the environment and make sure that we stay green? I guess that's, that's true. Is it good to put bad things in the air? I don't think anybody can agree to that. Um, But when you say we need to spend trillions and trillions and trillions over a few years and we can never fly on airplanes again, that's not going to go well. Right, which is why that it had no support in in the practicality. But yes, because they're not practical. They're not connected to Earth. Well, and but a lot of. I think a lot of campaigning is based on just ideas that yeah, are this is more marketing. Exactly. This is sky. just like AOC is, is a marketed candidate. This is what I would support, but not really realistically okay, promising so let's, that. Okay, so let's turn to the racial aspect of it. You said it at mm-hmm. the beginning, and it's so true. You just point to discrimination as, as your main weapon against anybody who's opposed to you. And mm-hmm. we saw it. I mean, we saw it before Trump said it. We saw it towards Pelosi. <laughs> That's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, so, so sweet. It could have been for Trump, but he just couldn't hold off. He was like a rabid dog. So it was just too much. But yes, it was. They turned their own weapon upon themselves, <laughs> which was never the idea. I think AOC got ahead of herself. She got too big for her britches. And so, yes, to call Pelosi a racist, really interesting attack. And oh, but no, you know, tongue in cheek racist. No, no, I'm not saying that she is racist. Of course not. Of course not. But, you know, you know how that goes. Kind of like how Kamala Harris was not calling Biden a racist. But, you know, just wanted to question him thoroughly about all of his racial policies and opinions regarding busing. So, no, I'm not saying you're a racist, but <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Needless to say, how that's does that, hilarious. How does that help a party? I don't know, actually. You know, I was thinking about that earlier. I think that it's just... It's like, to me, it's like a bigger iteration of like a victim mentality. It's like a trump card, no pun intended, because it's just, it's an easy go-to. It's like... Is it true? I mean, no. there's, there's always Is some Nancy degree Pelosi of racism. racist? I, I think that can get so esoteric to the extent that you're like, well... You don't you don't even know that you feel these things because you were raised in this way and and culture and culturally indoctrinated. And therefore, you just have these things inside of you that you could never even acknowledge and yet never address. I, 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 I mean, 
wow, that gets to another level altogether. But to suggest that someone has animus and that they're making decisions based upon someone's race versus the fact that they're just idiots, that's that's easy attack, of course, but it doesn't overcome the idea that AOC, Omar, and the rest of them are literally idiots. And so anti-Semites. has nothing to do with race. And that is, it's just a cheap, cheap shot. It's a cheap shot. It's obnoxious. And I don't believe that Nancy Pelosi is a racist. I mean, you're going to have, this is, this is kind okay, of what the, the idea we've the gotten quote, into. How about Go the ahead. quote that came up with um, the, we don't need black, black people who yeah, aren't we, we don't need blacks who aren't interested in supporting the black position whatever that is and that's that's the kind of thing that they that they're saying and that's um what's her face ayanna presley talking a couple of days ago at a, at a rally regarding we don't need queers that don't support the queer position like go away so if, essentially all she's saying is if you don't agree with us if you don't agree with our policies we don't you don't need to be part of of um, essentially the Democratic it's Party. It's truly the definition of identity politics. I mean, that's messed up because that's suggesting that if you are a black person and you don't have the exact same opinions about things that Ayanna Presley does, we don't want to hear from you. Your you're opinions wrong. are illegitimate and you're wrong. You're wrong and we're correct. And that's that's really bad. And to, to the extent that you're saying, is it true that people are racist when they're being called out to be racist? Um, no, I think you're taking a very, very generous de- definition of the word. It's kind of like the victim community. And I, I'm very interested in that as well. It's like it used to be that being a victim was kind of a definite thing in the sex assault world, let's say. Now it can mean a lot of things under you, Me Too. It could mean that somebody looked at you too long when they were walking down the hallway and it could it could be anything. So yeah, I mean, you this can is, interpret things as you will. To, to go back to, to the Me Too movement. just doesn't do anybody any favors. When you look at the Me Too movement, and the same thing can be said for racism, when you start to try to categorize a victimology as broadly as they have, it takes away the meaning and the definition and the impact of the real act. So I if, think so. if you have somebody who's... Uh, a, a me tooer, and that means to them that their boss um, slightly harassed them on a few occasions because he asked if if the female employee wanted to go to lunch. And people me too that that's that's harassment, and that's me too to some. To others, it's being thrown into a, a closet and violently and viciously raped. And that's a me too. And right. so where's the victimology? And so on the on the race, racism end of it, it's the same sort of thing. Yes. You know, on one hand, you've got idiots like Trump saying really xenophobic slash racist things. You have people acting in outrageously racist ways, people who harbor true racism outwardly in their hiring practices and their business practices in their life. You have true racists. And then you have people who, according to this group, are racist because they have some sort of underlying privilege that comes with the fact that you grew up in an environment where you weren't exposed to as many people of color and of different ethnicities. And so you have naturally in just part of you a racial bias and while sociologically that's true it doesn't win an argument on whether your politics 
are correct or not, or whether and it you doesn't have mean that you can never have a disagreement with somebody's policies that's not the same race as you, because that's what this boils down to. You can't disagree or else you're racist. Uh oh. I mean, that's what they want to go to. We need limitations on immigration every time. Racist. Oh yeah, it's just an, it's just so easy. So if you're white, especially if you're white and male, then you can really never disagree with somebody on the progressive left. I mean, the left, Forget really, about it. The left really has no white yes. males who are making statements regarding policies who are taken seriously by the left. Well, exactly. Well, I guess Bernie. He's been run out. Well, yeah, he's been run out. Biden is the is <laughs> Biden is this like statue of I guess if we need to go with somebody who's just in the middle moderate, he's kind of the guy, but nobody really in the party, no nobody centered in the party uh really supports it. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I don't know how much we, we get into what the media tries to glorify versus what the voters actually will care about. And I think that's kind of the area where we can really get ourselves into trouble. CNN, MSNBC, over 600 times they said the word racist. I mean, it's just so obnoxious to me. And it just makes me roll my eyes because it's just like the whole victim thing. It's just it's so parallel to me. Oh, my God. Yes. That I mean, really? Really? You're, you're calling Biden racist. You're calling Pelosi racist. You're calling. I mean, it's just such a go to. And I don't think it does anything. I think Trump wins if he's relevant and he's relevant whether what he's doing is good or bad. He's probably just he he's he's engaged in a form of politics that is probably somewhat unprecedented. Yeah, it's certainly unprecedented. I mean, the the play is this, and and I think that it's a play that may not even be particularly intentional on his part, but he has seen that it works, and so he just does it, and mm. he trusts this instinct. It's that he can say something, and it creates a, a rise from the opposition, the media, and his, his direct opponents. But those people were never going to vote for him anyway. Exactly. So then you have the middle who are like, yeah, Donald Trump just said something racist, but you know the economy. But we good. also, but we hate these these girls more than we hate him. Yeah, and I it's think just, that's a and, lot of it too. And, and somehow him saying this, you still hate them. I mean, they're still so hateable. Oh, with them? Well, yeah, because they're just not very smart people and just really obnoxious. Why aren't they smart people? If you're going to call somebody not smart, tell us. They have. (laughs) They're really. They're really not particularly smart. They don't have any sort of policies that are logical. They have a history of making horrific anti-Semitic remarks, anti-American remarks, and not to the extent that they want to fix things, but that they essentially hate the country. There was a terrorist attack at an ICE facility, and none of them would even condemn it. Imagine if a a Republican didn't condemn a a terrorist attack, refused to condemn it because it was on an ICE facility, and because there's people... They won't condemn... Nope. uh, They won't condemn it. No, they won't condemn it because they know that there's people that probably support that, and that's pathetic. That's really low, and that makes you a dumb person. They're just playing the same. They're playing the Trump card. Trump condemns terrorist attacks, and if the, if he didn't, he would be ripped apart. It's so easy. How oh, you come just on, say the words? You just say the word. Yes, I I condemn all acts of violence. Easy. They wouldn't even respond to it. They they literally. You should have heard the exchange. I guess you didn't hear it because it was pretty disturbing. I would say they were the, the reporter was even asking them. So, do you agree that you know maybe this is a good thing? You no, absolutely. I mean, they don't. They they absolutely do not silence. They do not adequately condemn it. I'm saying it's a Trump card. It's just like in Charlottesville when Trump 
kind of mildly condemned what happened in Charlottesville, but in the course of doing so demonstrated his racism in how he discusses the different types of groups and how both groups have points. And it's like the only thing you needed to say here was the violence was condemned and there was only one group who was acting violently. In, a, in either event, it's a trump card. It's the way that you try to pander to your extreme end by not condemning those that are acting in a way that you should not be associated with. But they refuse they to do it. They don't know how to, to draw the line. And that's pretty bad in my book. And it's just, it's just really kind of pathetic. Remember when Pelosi said that that a glass of water with a D next to it would have been elected in their districts. So, I mean, it's true. They're well, and now, but now they're now they're, they're together. Now they're they're uh, grouping together to try to primary. That's what they call it. They primary uh, moderate Democrats and they're going after moderate Democrats in mm-hmm. primaries to try to change the, the the structure of Congress. And they're going after the the low men on the totem pole. Right. And that's a. Is that is that inherently racist of me to say the low man on the totem pole? I think it is. I think you can't use the word totem pole. That's correct. That's an incorrect (laughs) thing to say. Yes, crisscross applesauce. That's right. No more Indians. So it's but they they are going after some of the folks that you'd consider the traditional left base. Mm. um, And and that's that's problematic. I want to talk about why they're anti-Semites, too. There is a lot that is said regarding pro-Israel or not or just because you're not pro-Israel means doesn't mean that you're anti-Semitic. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out there and say, if you're not pro-Israel, at least to a extent, you're anti-Semitic. I mean, that's, I think Israel and the Jewish people go hand in hand. And if you are going to take positions that you want to defeat that nation um, and you want to tear it apart, then I think it, it, it's reeks of anti-Semitism. Now, if you want to suggest certain policies because you want to better the life experience of the Palestinians, that's fine. But to delegitimize Israel, which has been done by all four of them, um, that's a problem. Well, they're very hate-filled people. So, yes, I agree with that. And I think that Trump But isn't has- it justified for them to be hate-filled because so much has happened to them? Because they're Personally, the victims of society. I, I mean, you can look at it that way, but I don't think a lot. I don't know that a lot of people will necessarily. Are agree they with victims that. of society? Victims of society? No, I don't think they're necessarily claiming that. They're trying to be voices for the oppressed, allegedly. No, they are oppressed. That's what well, they say. I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know, but you know how I feel about in like glorifying victimization of any sort, and I think that it's just really not a very tasteful thing to do because it's disingenuous you're using it you want to be you want to be able to call people attackers or racists or whatever because it benefits you in some twisted way instead of legitimately working towards a positive goal that's the backwards way of of getting your way to some people and i don't agree with that on its face so that's why i fundamentally disagree because it is very problematic when you have that sort of mentality and it's very kind of all encompassing once you take that on. So I don't, I don't like it. I think it's really kind of dirty and 
whether it's true or not that there's backgrounds of things that need to get fixed. Of course, there's things that need to get fixed in the country. Yeah, well, we're Don't get have, me wrong we're on that. We're going to have a much longer conversation on an, on a different episode about the socialist type of movement to glorify themselves. And with that, I think it's a fine place to leave off this episode. Till next time, we are legally bound.